terms of all this I bet you've done more than hide Though you may have gotten bit Well at least you haven't died And why don't you bite back Is some fucked up advice Cause the metaphor really can't work that way But the venom in your veins Speaks volumes About how much of an escape you could use And you know if you don't run They're gonna catch you Fire, and I'd like to welcome you to Lore Never Changes, a Fallout-centric RPG podcast. This isn't like the other Fallout podcasts. I'm not here to explain to you what a ghoul is. I'm gonna assume you came here knowing that. This is for people who have already waded out into Fallout and are ready to really dive in, wallow around, get it in your hair. Uh, we're gonna unpack tactics. We're gonna unpack Nuka Break. We're gonna get into fan games, we're gonna poke around Fallout Shelter quests, the Van Buren documents, uh, we're gonna unpack what writers have said afterwards about the games, uh, and, like, the development process. And this isn't gonna be, like, a sheer celebration of the Fallout franchise, either. We're trying to really digest it and figure out what did and didn't work and why. We're also going to talk about other properties as they relate to Fallout, like Wasteland, Outer Worlds, Elder Scrolls, and Vampire Bloodlines, and anyone's welcome to come on. The show is really info-dumpy right now, but uh, I, I also want it to be like this forum where I collect perspectives on the series. I have a ton of affection for all these games, and a ton of reservations about them. At some point, I will badmouth some great stuff, I'll praise something stupid. I, I hope you'll take it in stride and forgive me if I offend your sensibilities. If you don't like how something was covered, it'll come back around, and, you know, we'll keep, uh, we, we'll keep, uh, hashing it out. If you do feel like I misunderstood something or misremembered something, please don't hesitate to write in or to come on the show yourself. Uh, if you're in the Atlanta area, we can record in person. These early episodes have audio quality problems, because they were recorded on bum mics and over-edited on bum headphones. Starting with episode 6 on the public feed, then I'll, uh, post episode 1 and proceed as normal. Last of all, my short-term goals are to split this into a broader show about world-building called LoreQuest, where I have people on to talk about Harry Potter, Venture Bros, just, you know, come on and, and let's break down this, uh, this fiction, this setting. I also want to launch a She-Ra Breakdown podcast. If you want to see those materialize quickly, uh, please consider donating to help keep me indoors in bed. A few days after this goes up, the first two episodes of my premium podcast, Remember That Cartoon, will be available at the $3 level. To show where me and Blue watch strange cartoons and yell about them, we're starting out with the 1999 Dilbert series. Spare a few bucks at patreon.com slash lorequest to get access to that. Many blessings. Enjoy the show. Give me a sync. One, two, three, clap. We'll figure it out. <laughs> that probably wasn't right. No, we're good. Um, this is gonna be good. God. Uh, so, welcome to Lore Never Changes, a Fallout show. 
uh, Fallout-centric RPG podcast. Today, uh, I'm here with Nick, a man of mystery, and we're going to talk about spirituality in the Fallout setting. Nobody knows who I am because I have almost zero social media presence. <clears throat> That's healthy. Um, uh, where to start? Well, we can um, probably start with Fallout 1, if I had to guess. Well, what religion are you? Uh, <laughs> we're not starting there. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so in Fallout 1, I kind of thought that the followers of the apocalypse were more religious. I thought that they were religious, because they're described as a cult a couple times. But, um... I like looking into them they're described as I couldn't actually find any text establishing spiritual beliefs and a good amount of text establishing the opposite. Uh the wiki says that they are secular humanists. Um but to a cultish degree, I guess. Mm. Um the way that the way the first two games go out of their way to make them look there's that kind of RPG arbitrary negativity there, you know, like how the good factions in 40k also have to commit genocide or whatever. Yes. Um, like, we're told that they're dumb, but they we're not really given a reason why. Um, I guess they did lead to the creation of the Legion, but... That wasn't really something you can blame on them, though. Like, that was more of, like, proliferation of knowledge leading to one person misinterpreting that knowledge, that spirals out of control. It's such a chaotic thing. Um, You could make an argument about discipline, but... I would say the culture of the followers of the apocalypse did not lead directly to the Legion. It was more one one man's ambition. I don't think you could make that argument um, in good faith. I think you could make it if you were... If you look at it in the most... there was something wrong with you. In the most basic, like... (laughs) like argument you could say it did but that's just ignoring literally any other kind of nuance you could give it um so they are set up opposite the children of the cathedral who are like this religion of practicality and also of philosophy um set up by the master to support the unity uh the ascension of humanity to super mutants yep um you remember that they they set them up opposite the followers of the apocalypse in also providing uh, affordable medical care to people in the wasteland, which is interesting. That is cool. Um, It seems like medical care is more uh, kind of readily available in Fallout 1 than in like Fallout New Vegas. Um, yeah, and it is interesting that the followers of the apocalypse became that sort of outlet for for cheap medical care among freeside specifically yeah there's a i didn't realize how much granularity there was to uh where where there's very little lore for the followers of the apocalypse there's like a bunch of ranks and uh subdivisions of uh the unity <laughs> um or the children of the cathedral rather there's some it's they're also, one in the same i would suppose it's worth noting that we're told, I'm almost positive, that that cathedral was built after the war, and it's the most impressive structure in the Fallout setting. Hmm. I mean, it is the most impressive post-war structure in the setting period, right? Yeah. 
Um, that's always like stood out to me. Um, I wish it wasn't uh the case, but like I, I you know, I, I think that's a ma- a matter of kind of later writers not understanding the setting, but yeah. Um, I mean, the way that no one else built up like these fanatics did at this one point. Because there, there's also the temple in, in Fallout 2 that just some tribe built, and that is the second most uh, impressive <laughs> post-war structure. Yeah, when you start getting into probably more cityscape kind of things, it becomes less impressive, I would, I would assume. Like just, you could argue that Vault City and the NCR exist, but uh, I, yeah. I would argue with you, and I don't want to have that argument right now. <laughs> Agreed. Um, but anyway, yeah, they 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 they're set up like as this. Uh, they're set up opposite the followers, and they have this interesting dichotomy of like the practicality of consolidating power and of giving people like this religious philosophy to work towards versus just raw goodwill and how far that'll take you yeah yeah it's interesting yeah i i um i don't know a lot about the the general religious aspects of fallouts one and two um but it's it does like the unity is what i know probably the most about and it is kind of wild looking at what you talked about like there's a lot here. <laughs> There's a it's... surprising a lot here for like the evil, like the general evil faction. It's really the fact that it kind of hinges on being not viable as why they didn't like they weren't philosophically wrong. The biology just didn't work out. Yeah, it, um, it... that's always stood out to me. Uh, that's just i don't know it's brutal and it's it's also weirdly validating it's devastating to me that's it's 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 i agree with you that that i think that it's just too bad that that was the one thing that was their downfall it was it was almost nothing else except for that like everything else they were on track for um if you're not uh acutely aware um the the hook the, the audience the the hook of Fallout 1 ends up being that the super mutants uh, cannot reproduce, um, so they are not a viable replacement for humanity. Oh, that, that um, scene with the Master, when you when you tell them that, is so, so good. I, I love that so much. Just, like, the, the different voices of the Master, like, fighting almost, not between one another, but, like, just breaking down. It's very good. I also would like to... It, it does remind me a little bit of, like, the the like just in terms of how fleshed out it is, I, I think that the the Dagoth Ur cult in Morrowind is somewhat not not necessarily oh, similar, yeah. but like the way that they they go into the granular details about this yeah, that, like evil cult that you otherwise like destroy is pretty. That cool. is like the that is the most whole thing in Elder Scrolls is the whole Dagoth Ur cult, like the way that that actually has like a sociological and a metaphysical place that ties into everything is really uh unprecedented it's yeah, great definitely it's... um compulsive chair stacking oh my god so good <laughs> um but uh we can't get into elder school's metaphysics we have way too much to no, go that, into that here. would take much too long do we want to do we move into fallout 3 now um i'm gonna take a wild lateral move sure um the 
newsletter for the cancelled Fallout MMO. Oh. Uh, has this church for Harold. Um, like Harold the Tree? Harold the Man. Uh, well, before he before the Tree Man. And I think the text of it actually works out that he could have, um, like if you're really married to this, he could have established this church and moved on. Um, <laughs> their symbol is kind of like the Kilroy was here little thing. It's just like a little lump for a head with eyes. Really? And then there's a tree on it, and then the tree has a halo. Oh, shit. Um, and they're, uh, the... I, I was dimly aware of this, and I was, like, panning the information on them for, like, what the hook was, and it's, um... Because there's, like, ranks, and there's just, like, a bunch of non-info related to them, but, um, they they do trepanning, uh, and they bore a hole in your skull, and they plant a tree. Um, yeah, that's actually, like, a really, really, really cute idea. Um, I really love that. Uh, not canon, but, um, canon enough. Yeah, yeah, it's close enough, I would say. A cancelled a canceled game is close enough to something that's actually real, for sure. There's, uh, there's the Brotherhood. Is that more is that spiritual though? So this is. I have researched this a couple times and didn't get a satisfying answer, and I've kind of pieced it together in my most recent wiki dive. Um, I, I I don't know if I wasn't paying attention or if other people have recently laid it out much more, m much better, but um. Elder Max, it, it's actually, it, 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 it's a great parallel to the NCR being set up by Tandy and then rotting. Um, hmm. Elder Maxon had like a big thing about not, about not making this religion. And as soon as he died, everyone made it religion. Um, hmm. He also was big on recruiting and uh, apparently like, you know, it, all his contemporaries were not into it, and as soon as he died, they, uh... Really? Yeah. Um, so there's... There's not, like, a bunch of... I'd, I'd love to know more about the spiritual side of it, but it's kind of that Outer Worlds just, like, ascending um, sociological order to, like, a natural order where yeah. uh, their rules are their religion, and that's kind of the open and shut of it. <laughs> um, it's worth noting that they're homophobic in Fallout New Vegas. Uh, the Which... The, is, the, is the brother... Oh, well, yeah, with Veronica's quest? That, yeah, definitely. Yep, it's, it's subtextual, unlike the other, um, you know, institutional homophobias in that game. It's subtextual. Yeah. Um, but it's totally a thing. Uh, she, she implies it strongly. Mm -hmm. Um, which implies that, you know, they there's this medieval thing to them that got lost in the weeds pretty quickly. Um, yeah, I remember it, it, it was somewhat dropped, most of, mostly, except for, like, titles uh, in, like, the, the, the Bethesda fallouts. It's more of, like, yeah, a, you, know, you still see, like, knights and paladins, but it's not hammers. nearly hammers, yeah. So that's mm. more like... It's not even. It doesn't seem. That's why I was wondering. I mean, like Asher. Um, Asher has people worship him directly. I guess that's true. Um, the outcasts. Uh, 
have like an argue they they their difference was philosophical and it was so great that they felt like they had to go make their own bunker about it and they feel like they are being loyal to the original Maxon's ideas they they've always been like I really want them to be interesting but there's nothing there it's so close to being interesting yeah probably. um yeah, I don't know. The the chain of order. They they have a text called the Codex and there's a part of it called the Scribes and it's and called the Scrolls and it's like <laughs> who begat who and what everyone's KDR was and <laughs> the, shit. The elders handled the scrolls, making them the elder scrolls, you know how it goes. Padum Tish. <laughs> um the, I, I don't I think Elder is a rank in there. It is, yes. I mean, yeah. Elder, Elder. Yeah, it's the rank. It's the highest. The he was there was thing. an Elder in um, Fallout Three, as far as I remember. Uh, but then he like no, yeah. There's Elder Lions and Elder Maxon. I think yeah, it's yeah, their yeah, leadership right. role. Forgot. Um, oh, oh yeah, yeah. I knew I was uh, the. There was a really cool detail related to this in Fallout Four that I didn't think I would find. That's actually like really good and ties into old lore, and it's um, one of. Apparently, one of Arthur Maxon's uh, something that he orders done is the destruction of Maxon cults on the West Coast. Oh, because there were there was apparently like a bunch of within the Brotherhood, um, kind of religious worship of the original Maxon um cropping up, and he uh the word uh, used on the wiki was eradicated so i don't know more Jesus. details related to that but that's really interesting yeah i i had never really considered uh the uh brotherhood much of a spiritual or religious kind of company but the way that they're portrayed in in some fallouts as more being core of like the crusades kind of way of like a christianity kind of thing more more on like their zealotry more than any like kind of idolatry or something like that yeah um the way that they're so like uh like like going going uh really hard against uh like thing like people that oppose them i would say they're um there's just a bunch of interesting back and forth on the wiki about the drift of their identity from being exclusive to being a force for good back to being evil. And that that's happened, like, in microcosms on the West and East Coast. Um, it's just such a mess. And there's so little to grab onto in that conversation. It is um, too bad. I do like it better when they're a little more... Um like evil in that case i think being totally well yeah we, we 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 both could agree that good brotherhood was really weird <laughs> well yeah but i mean there's still like um there's good there's good in it and there's also like the there isn't there is a sect of the brotherhood that did rail against it which i think is worth noting the textual good brotherhood that maxon made that then became the brotherhood we met in fallout one i also think is a cool organization that's true um, and we should say that their philosophy is about um hoarding technology yes um but that's kind of so day one lore that i've never seen it unpacked in a satisfying way um, it's hard I, it, it's hard to really unpack it either like it's 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 more of like a um i mean it's pretty surface level but it also like 
Mm. It informs a lot about who they are by how like um, strict, pro- strict they are about it, you know? It projects authoritarianism and selfishness, and yes. um, it uh, it fills in some lore holes. Like, sometimes when someone asks a question, uh, the answer is the Brotherhood got them all. Um, and it helps with that. Uh, yeah, like, they're... I guess. Um, it's a cop-out, but it does help. I, not to just turn this into completely unpacking the Brotherhood, but I like how they're another faction of fault people, you know? Yeah. In uh, in Brotherhood of Steel on PS2, um, those, I don't know, they they seem to conflate vaults and the Brotherhood uh, to a degree, which is weird. Um, Specifically? Yeah, you do the tutorial for the Brotherhood, like you do the training course in a vault while vault dwellers watch you. That's weird. Um, I don't know if there's more to that in the game, or if, um, yeah, uh, man, I've just been wandering around in the weeds this whole episode. Um, (laughs) I kind of knew I would be, but, um, we can, we can, we can move on to something more concrete spirituality if you want to go to the Children of Adam. Well, I... Hmm. I want... I want to do Christianity first. Sure. Um. <laughs> uh, so there's Mormons, which I think started out as a Van Buren thing. Yes. Um, I believe, when you go to... Yeah. I believe the, oh, the original Joshua Graham was still a Mormon in Van Buren. When you... um, Yeah, that would make sense. When you go to the Mormon page on the wiki, it's one of those things where it 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 lists that it is a faction from a bunch of Fallout games that don't exist, you know? <laughs> yes, the many different um, scrapped ones. So, uh, and, and like, uh, vaguely canon, like, side materials and stuff. Yeah. Um, the, the idea... I don't know where to begin with Mormons and Fallout. It just makes so much fucking sense, and I wish they did more with it. Um, the The story of the creation of Mormonism may as well have happened in Fallout. Like, it could have... It's so fucking wacky and violent and strange this and farcical. Um, <laughs> and has such, like, dire you know, dark, far-reaching implications. Like, you know, they're already... Uh, I mean, some posts, like, they're already uh, an esoteric, oppressive cult born of some inscrutable folly of generations past. We're already so close to that point, and we're not even in the Fallout universe. It's it's great. It would make so much sense for me, for them to have a president in the post-war, but we're kind of just given the narrative that they're quiet, that they're just like Amish people. That they're just quiet villages of Mormons. Yeah, that's um, what that's like what I've gotten from remembering what what Joshua Graham was talking about regarding Mormons and and Daniel from New Vegas. Mormons have generally always organized in like incredibly intense patriarchies. So I feel like the complete sidestepping of that feel like. The way that they are handled in the series betrays, to me, a discomfort with Bormans and, like, talking about it, frankly. Yeah. Um, which I, I would, you know, I would bet that Bethesda actually, uh, 
it held him pretty close to the fire on how they could depict Mormonism, now that I think about it. I'm not sure um, how much... That's the, that's the thing. I wish we could have some idea of how much control they were given over, like, various religious aspects of Fallout in terms of New Vegas, or, um, like, how close they just had to play it, you know? What I have kind of heard Sawyer say about Honest Hearts in trying to apologize for its shortcomings <laughs> makes me feel like he's not acutely aware of like what's wrong with it in a way that some people could articulate um yeah I, that makes sense i i don't i i feel like i could speak to some of the mormonism stuff pretty well but there's the whole native side to that conversation that yeah I, that's an entirely that different begin topic. to and one that's somewhat um, uncomfortable <laughs> to unpack yeah we could talk about, um, there's the Sorrows. I don't think the Dead Horses are really... I, I mean, none of them talk except for fucking Follows Chalk, and his thing is he doesn't want to be a Dead Horse. Yeah. I, as far as I remember, aren't they more warlike? But I don't think they, we're given much more than that. None of them fucking talk, which is pretty inexcusable. Yes. Or they talk in, like... Well, they, they, they totally have a different language that they speak right, in, right? what yeah. I'm saying is that they don't have a voice. You can't oh, yes, definitely understand not. them, even through context. Um, they, they just kind of are tribal people that are in your vicinity. Um, yeah. The, the way that they, in this immersive sim, the way that they are like those Skyrim NPCs that don't, that can't do anything... Um, they might as well just say, in, like, I have no greeting or something like that. Yeah. New Vegas doesn't really do this. Whereas the Sorrows um, are given more of a voice because uh, they worship the Father in the Caves. Yes. And I always found who, that pretty interesting. They're conflating with the Heavenly Father in the Book of Mormon, and sometimes they pray like christian style prayer like um waking cloud will pray in a christian manner to the father in the caves mm. um and you have to help daniel understand that they are conflating their religion with mormonism yes yeah but yeah like i already unpacked on the show i thought this was deeper um than <laughs> apparently the guy who wrote it did so they didn't really go too much deeper than that i would i would guess like i mean i i i guess my only like real experience with it was outside of like playing new vegas a bunch of times but like i didn't really delve deep into the into their their stuff except for the fact that i found it cool that they were worshiping basically a survivalist i found i found that interesting but not like i don't know like super like deep or anything like that. It seems like an interesting coincidence more than anything else. That story is a cool story. Yes. The fact that 200 years later their whole society is still based around him um, doesn't work. <laughs> the, 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 I was, at the time, really touched by the theme of innocence here, but it's, it is weirdly like very kind of patronizing and not 
Yeah, more of like a just their whole look. Look at these silly, silly natives. They're still worshiping what just turns out to be like a guy trying to survive nuclear fallout. Isn't that cute? Yeah, and who had too much fucking social anxiety to just yeah to just come out and talk to people. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Outside, so Christianity. Yes. Um. James is Catholic. James is Christian. Um, the I, there's totally a vault that the I lore didn't is that a think bunch about of... that to be honest. Like you, you saying that just now has made me realize that wait, he is, isn't he? Because of the Bible, we talk f- about it in the first episode, kind well, of at length. I mean, I, I guess, huh? I, I didn't. I mean, in the time between the first episode and now, I kind of like, oh wait, yeah, James was Catholic, wasn't it, he? The way that he's, like, actually Christian is interesting in this setting. And looking into it, I didn't realize how many Christian characters there are in Fallout 3. It actually plays with it more than any other game. Does it's, it? So, the the cannibal, like, the inbreeding cannibal town? Yeah, era, era, are, era, not era They three. are Christian? What? They, what, the... Hold the up. logic they are appealing to that allows them to do this is Christianity. Uh. <laughs> Shit. Um, yeah, isn't that wild? That is very wild. Uh, so there's also, in Point Lookout, there is a single missionary from an abbey west of the Commonwealth. Huh. Isn't that fucking cool great awesome that is really weird yeah like the the way that the fallout 3 dlcs care about lore more than any other bethesda fallout product is very peculiar to me i'm curious if there was an additional person on staff or if everyone was just kind of same thing kind of happened with far far harbor in comparison to fallout 4's respect to lore so it's the I think the proportion is way more staggering. Um, yeah. Even of of like lore deep cuts. Um, like Fallout Three is like feels like something that fans would make the the DLCs. Yeah. Where as Far Harbor is just like not garbage. Um, <laughs> Thank God for once. Yeah, Far Harbor is just actually concerned with itself. Um, <laughs> it, it puts some effort into things that weren't the stupid building simulator. There is a Catholic church at Rivet City, um, <laughs> and they give a sermon about how ghouls can have a baby or something. I that didn't nice. iron this out before. Um, yeah, I mean, neat. Um, I mean, I guess it's good that Christianity is like. In this universe, and at least I guess maybe in Rivet City itself, is like accepting of ghouls because like Brotherhood sure isn't. One of the eight brains in Fallout Tactics is an evangelist brain what? that makes up the computer, but I don't know enough about that lore to really unpack that. That is your that is your uh, your area if you do know anything, but that's that's weird. I don't. Why, so wait, what, tell me about the computer, though. 
Like, how does that work? Like, did they just combine? I, like I said, oh, I, 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 that's just a detail I saw. I'm aware of the computer and the brains dimly, but I, I couldn't explain the, the, the plot of Fallout Tactics to you. I, I don't know that how is, that works. That is fine. I was the idea that presumably like... there was a some kind of powerful pre-war evangelist who got into this situation uh, means that Christianity was not entirely phased out at the end of the war. Yeah, if that would make sense, especially, into... especially if, like, um, you know, the Enclave existing as, as a remnant of pre-war government and the Brotherhood of Steel existing as a, a remnant of pre-war military, you can only imagine that, that Christianity and such would survive past nuclear apocalypse, in this case. Yeah, 76 is seems to be the first thing that really just says, like, there was plenty of Christianity around at the end of the world, whereas... Before that, I think it was kind of ambiguous how... Yeah, I, um, I hadn't really thought of it. I, I, I don't think 76 much. understands how to divorce itself from just being real-life modern America enough, yeah. so I think that's why it, it feels so... But Did, it just feels like how Christianity feels now in terms of prevalence. Yeah. Didn't you know that West Virginia really did get bombed out and we're just living it at this point? The way that that game just looks like how America looks now is, um, <laughs> it, it strikes me at times when I'm walking around in real life or in that game. <laughs> it sounds um, a little wild. Like, it, it just looks like Atlanta. It's not, <laughs> it's not blown up enough for me. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. The way that that, that, that is, like, the, the biggest map they've ever done, and there's just, every time you go anywhere, there's coincidentally no humans there, as of five minutes ago, or something. It's so fucking weird. It sounds eerie. It, it's, it's, it's incredibly, it's just surreal that they, it's just so, it's just surreal. I'm still waiting for the game to be $5, so I can, like, kind of jump in on it a little bit. It is um, worth five dollars, and you said like two dollars in episode one, and I was thinking eh, it is worth five dollars and not a penny more. Yeah, I would. I, I need it to be five dollars before I can jump in on it, because like, especially if they're continuing to support the game past like when it becomes five dollars, then maybe I'll I'll enjoy it a bit. The Wastelanders expansion is coming. It seems like... Quote-unquote coming, for sure. Well, it seems like they intend to keep the service game going. And because it's a... I think they're just going to do these Zenimax. I mean, they're totally just going to do the exact... Um, every, t every, pat every content patch is going to be like an expansion release with a brand name and stuff. Right, like, um, um, like, like Elder Scrolls Online kind of thing. Yeah, like they already did Wild Appalachia, was just a bunch of random shit. Um, <laughs> it was good random shit, but it uh, sounds, it sounds they had like to brand it. Shit. Yeah, I wonder how that Fallout Plus thing is going. If we're talking about religions, we could talk about the religion to Bethesda. If you're paying a hundred dollars to give their premium service, I'm sure it's going very well for Bethesda. Um, I, don't, I don't even. I, I mean, we're, we are getting off topic a bit here. Yeah, no, Let's, totally. But, but well, listen. There's the Mothman cult, which in '76. Uh, yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, tell me about that one. Well, I. Okay. <laughs> so I didn't know about the face at the bottom of the Dunwich mine. Wait, what? In well, in Fallout Four, I knew about the the dagger the. The cultist blade. Yeah, I uh, I know and that the one. visions and stuff. 
So there's a face at the bottom of that water shaft. If you like look down at the bottom of it, there is like a big art deco like the fucked up faces on the Enclave oil rig. Uh Oh. Yes. Yeah, there's like a face like that, like mostly buried at the bottom of that shaft. Oh um, no, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Um I, I people mentioned that to me and i smiled and nodded like i knew what they were talking about but i just googled it and um i found out at the end of the kind of mothman if you want to call it a quest to learn about the mothman cult in this game at the end of that uh there's a cave where several of those exact faces are Hmm. so i thought dunwich didn't come up in this game but i think what they're implying is that the mothman cult is the dunwich cult they also tied the mothman cult to rich people which makes which tracks yeah definitely um so the dunwich cult um it's very it's very eldritch in nature we gotta yeah well it's lovecraft specifically um we got to get to the Children of Adam sooner or later, but I think that'll be the off-ramp for all this shit. That is um, fine. It's, it's, it's fleshed out enough that it will be a good off-ramp. Fallout 3 and 4 um, put kind of a lot of emphasis on, on introducing this Lovecraft side plot because it's a very heavy, interesting, dark uh, thing that you can do without getting political. Um, it's very safe, uh, if nothing else. Yeah, while being um while while being uh compelling in a way that you could achieve by like actually making some kind of statement. Um <laughs> you know, it it it's stirring. Uh, yes. just existential dread in particular. Um it, it, Fallout three has a Necronomicon that's kind of it it's there to be this button you can push to have like super good or super bad karma by destroying it or selling it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, can't Point you do, Lookout... Can't you do... Yeah, I was gonna say, can you do something with it in Point Lookout as far as I remember I did that? Yeah, it, it ties into the, um... the, like, spire that they're worshipping in the original game somehow, I think. Yes. Directly. Um, but... Hmm... <clears throat> There's yeah, not they, a lot they, about it because you don't actually see too much of like well, what they actually worship or like in terms course, of like like people talking to you about it. The rednecks in uh, Point Lookout have shrines in their homes that seem oh. to be. Um, to, it, 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 we're, Point Lookout says that those uh, like deliverance, you know, redneck monsters um, are of this Dunwich cult. Um, and then Fallout 4, um, you walk in a building, it does the same thing it did in 3, but better, where you have a bunch of visions, and, of pre-war, and you hear voices, and it's, um, you know, it's supernatural and surreal, and it, 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 it's, it ties directly into a bunch of Lovecraft stuff with a bunch of little in-jokes, like Dunwich Horror, Dunwich Horror, um... Yeah, I don't know. I like. I think it's. I think it's really cute. Um, I wanted. 
It doesn't come up in Far Harbor or Nuka World, and that really pissed me off. Yeah, you'd think that Far Harbor at least would have something to that effect. Maybe they thought, like... I was really children, waiting. The Children of Adam would kind of, like, taking that, like, fanaticism already for some... It's really... Yeah, what what I did think was going to happen was that the Children of Adam were going to get rolled into this plot. Oh, that would have been so fucking cool. Um... But the Mothman cult also makes sim- very similar shrines to the Point Lookout ones, um, and the Mothman cult knew the day the world would end, um, and so did the Dunwich people, the rich Dunwich cultists from Four, apparently. Yes. Um, they have that nuke altar that I think is actually really, really, really good. Oh, shit. Uh, just, it's too many new. It's too normal, like the ammo item, but it's too many nukes sitting with a sword in the middle. You'd think that that would have been more connected to the Children of the Atom in that case, then, because that's like su- super Children of Atom esque, then. Yeah, and well, the and the ghouls um, worship the spire in Fallout Three, and the Children of Atom tie into the ghouls. So, like, all, all this connective tissue between these three things is here, but. Um, it's ultimately this is uh this is a piece of cheese on a string that Todd knows that he could pull literally for the rest of his life. So <laughs> he'll never he's still pulling that string to this day. We'll never get we'll never get it all connected. Let's um I'm gonna crack a window. Sure. I'll 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 will start talking about Children of Adam, sure. Yeah, tell me about Children of Adam, Nick. Okay. So Children of Adam Started out in Fallout 3, kind of more of as a joke than anything else. You encountered the first, and I believe only Children of Adam representative in Megaton, the first city you'll go to upon exiting uh, the vault in Fallout 3. Um, And you meet Confessor Cromwell, who um, is sitting in the nuclear uh, water right next to the unexploded nuke. And is like preaching about the, their, their god called Adam, um, and like tells you about it. Like he kind of dismisses him off as a religious kook, and then continue on. Um, he's kind of innocuous in in base Fallout Three. I, I don't believe there's any other um, Children of Adam in that game until the DLC comes out. Uh, the um, yeah, I think it is just the the. Um... I think all, they are all contained in that church setting, unless yes. there's... There I might believe, be dead I, I, ones I, I, somewhere as a joke. I, I believe that uh, the Children of Adam are... Yeah, they do have, like, little, like, followers, but they don't. I don't believe any of them have any voiced lines outside of, like, general, okay, yeah, general Bethesda greetings. Yeah, okay. Broken Steel adds a uh, a new quest to the follow, for the, uh, the followers of the... No, Children of Adam. Jesus Christ. Um... And it turns out that they're like worshiping a uh, a glowing one and like a feral gruel reaver. I think it's in like, I mean, yeah. I think it's like you have to like give like this like water. Like they're distributing like tainted water to people that is like irradiated. Because, oh, I forgot about that. Um, and, that's awesome. Yeah, and they're um, like I think. The implication is that some of them were turned into ghouls as a result, and they're all being kept down into this in this basement setting. And you go down there and kill all the ghouls, and then um, turn her in. I thought 
I, I think I think you're wrong. I, think I might that, be. I'm, I need to look back at this quest. I think that these are ghouls that they... I think their thing is that it's a miracle we've made these ghouls chill. And oh, you can shit. hang out with them. And they're, um... They're called Son of Adam, like S-U-N. And, oh, you are um, you are right, actually, because she the 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 main character in this quest, Mother Curie the Third, yeah. uh, preaches to ghouls. So she's like um, she does keep it keep yeah. it cool, keep them cool. And champion of Adam. Um, and, yeah, and they do a thing where they use the word Adam, like the biblical name Adam, and uh, yeah. d- d- treat the basic building block of life as a man who is to be worshipped. And they're also based in the Holy Light Monastery. That's pretty cool. Um, and, like, this is the, like, um, first sign that the children of Adam are going to become maybe something a little bit bigger. You don't really get the implication that it's going to spread much further than than Confessor Cromwell and Mother Curie. But yeah. in Fallout 4, we get the revelation that the cult of Adam has spread uh, spread across towards Boston and are a much more violent way of expressing their beliefs. Well, we're not at, not in, in 4. That's from mm-hmm. Far Harbor. In 4, they're just there and they're dark now, but they're not Blind violent. The, well, aren't the ones you meet in 4 in like the Glowing Sea, those those are violent, violent uh, children of Adam people. Oh, yeah. Well... Mm-hmm. What was their thing? Like they really like they were gonna kill you if you tried to chill there. Not. I think it's just that they thought that the glowing sea was their holy land, and Wait. you were trespassing upon it. How, oh, oh, yeah. I know you have to talk them. I believe there were a couple of places in base Fallout Four where children of Adam are basically like the raiders' enemies of of areas somewhere. Like, I, I don't. I don't think, think that's right. Uh, let me I, double check just to make sure because I do remember I fighting quite a few children real. of Adam. Right. You, they can be their city thing in Far Harbor could be a dungeon if you killed them. True. You know, maybe that's what the children. About. The children of Adam in Far Harbor are different than the ones from yeah the ones in Space Fallout. They're just kind of rag people in Fallout Four, but they're very raidery in Far Harbor. Give me a sec. Um. What are we so, waiting on? I was just, I, I was just waiting on. I was just looking at some, some different aspects of the Children of Adam in terms of like base Fallout Four. Like there's some that you can encounter <laughs> in, in, like fighting against gunners, but they're not like specifically hostile to you. Um. Oh, really? Yeah, there, there, there's two That's different cute. instances where they are fighting gunners. Hmm. That's interesting. I didn't know there were any of them outside of that, uh, outside of that area past the corner of the map. Um, yeah. It's really cute that they lined it up so that all that stuff is way off the corner of the map. It makes you feel like you're breaking a rule. Yeah. Um, but basically, there's not much of like a, a direct explanation as to how the Children of Adam's Faith um, spreads so far across the wasteland towards Boston. Like it's it's a pretty far, like journey across there. Like I I can what I can imagine is, and I believe there probably is more general subtext to this than than what I'm looking at. Um, maybe like 
the the ch- the children of Adam grew and grew. Um, I think it did grow under Confessor Cromwell enough that they started spreading towards Boston. Um, and yeah, I guess, and I think probably hearing about the glowing sea definitely probably like yeah. made made them want to make the pilgrimage. I would say towards like a, a live nuke site. But that's pretty cool. We should say in as many words that in Fallout 4, they're immune to radiation. That's also true. <laughs> um, which, which, is, which is wild to me. <laughs> it, it, which, and there, there's not other people who are like that in Fallout. Um, that hasn't been played with yet. So I really The only thing I that really, we know really of, like that. even in Fallout 4 itself, there are people who are exposed to enough radiation that they just become ghouls on the spot. Like, the fact that people, there are people that are immune to it entirely is really weird. And not yeah. some and something that does kind of like it 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 brings it more into line of something that actually could be real. Yeah, it seems to imply crazy. that they are metaphysically onto something. Or well, that... I mean, there is the quest in Far Harbor where you do have a religious vision. <laughs> well, yeah, but the way that they treat her like she's not a. The, the the mother in the fog is weirdly divorced from all of the Adam stuff. It seems yeah. to be a part of the Far Harbor local lore yeah, that like they're the children of Adam also adhere to. It, it weirdly seems divorced from their actual understanding of the world. Yeah, and that, that it does make sense considering the the location of Far Harbor and like the whole that Far Harbor sect of the children of adam are all holed up in a in a nuclear um submarine um yeah they they all have um tattoos now that are look like they look like radiation i don't know how to say it they they're like a bunch of s- circumscribed shapes just radiating outward it it looks very cool, if I'm being honest. They have really good... I like the, the Far Harbor children of Adam have a very nice aesthetic to them. I think they are the best thing in this game. Um, I, I I think that they belong. They're like the thing from this game that I would pluck out and say, like, this belongs effortlessly with everything else I like about Fallout. Like, this is really I would cool. Ag- I would agree with that wholeheartedly, for sure. Especially playing through Far Harbor, like, they're... Their story is super interesting. I should do Nuka World because I just I assume haven't done I would it either. Hate it. If I'm being honest, I'm, I, I'm, I also assumed I would. Hate it. I'm sure the mechanical stuff would get in the way of me trying to appreciate the Raider stuff they're doing. So here's um, an interesting thing about the Children of Adam. Um, they did like a, um. A, like this is specifically the Far Harbor sect. Um, they did like uh, they they found out that Adam, um, like the actual like an actual Adam was a single mm-hmm. speck of matter in a vast emptiness, which mm-hmm. like absolutely shattered the person who founds it found its faith. Her name was like Sister Gwyneth. Um, mm-hmm. She found it in like this old scientific text. Um, oh, so they don't have an understanding. They think of it's their they think irony. It's, they think it's everything. Like they think it encompasses everything that they do. Like they think it's bigger than the world itself. Mm. So knowing that it's like a very small part of a very small part probably would but shake everything anything. is Adam. Whatever. But I think they more think that it's more of the idea that like in Adam 
ATOM in itself yes. is so small. Yes. Even though it is everything, the fact that one of them is that infinitesimal. I guess I can't really begin to get into the head of these people. <laughs> um, Especially virtual people that I don't think actually appear in Fallout 4. This I think this is this is all backstory. That that sounds like a joke to me, but it it um, who knows? This is Fallout Four. They, the the right. way that their genesis is a bad Bethesda joke is fun to me because I th <laughs> think I think they are born of this terrible impulse that Bethesda has. Like they're 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 there's not anything that really makes them more interesting than the tree minders at Square One. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Are we talking about Fallout 3 uh, Children of Adam specifically? Yeah, just look at these idiots doing this ridiculous thing. Yeah, like, look at this world. guy worshipping a new Kalkuki. Like, I think that was their entire joke from the beginning with Fallout 3, but then they were, like, strapped for, like, things to put into Fallout 4, so they were like, what if we, like, made this, like, Children of Adam thing legit? And then it was. I think they were also in a big phase where they loved preachers, because um, there's more than one in this game, and um, they, you know there's Heimsker infamously um, <laughs> yelling all that Kirkbride lore in yes. the first town in Skyrim. Um, yeah, uh, and, and uh, there's I'm sure that there's more than one preacher in Oblivion, even though I, it's been. In I do not remember any specifically, but. I mean, every town has a, a full-on church. I'm I'm sure there's some kind of yeah. sermon, but um, I I think like there's not there, like there's a lot to be said about Far Harbor Children of Adam just in like their role in the main quest and how um like they like you do do some work for them regardless of how you feel about their religious beliefs like it is cool to experience their the side of their faith for like um as someone like not hostile to you like yeah no i i totally sided with them oh uh, i did too. and it was very rewarding yes. so cool do you get like I, I, that's the only point in this series where i think you actually feel like part of the bad guys i would agree with that although nuka world does i think have that as well but oh, I, well, I, I, I also know. wouldn't know so uh yeah the I mean, I'm causing, sure that's really causing... stupid. I know it involves like fighting Preston and like fighting your own settlements and you shit. fight I don't Preston. Know. Oh no, Whatever. Preston goes hostile to you if you go with the Raiders. Which I mean, sounds like it would be interesting if a if he had. I don't think developer he, was doing I feel it. like he doesn't have dialogue though, and that just ruined the entire thing. No, no, I'm sure. I'm sure it's just him on the horizon doing combat parks. You know, I'm great. Love yeah. it. Good job. Thanks, Todd. Um, like, um, when you go, uh, hostile to the Brotherhood, it's just next time you show up at home, dance just starts shooting at you. In, like, just, just <laughs> I, in the, the, you know. I mean, the, I, the, the rec room. <laughs> oh, yeah, just start shooting you in front of, like, all of your different companions. That's a great idea. Yeah, I, it's just like the, the, the idea that he wouldn't leave. That he'd just hang a out and everyone would just or, stare him down. Or B would not be like, how dare you do, like, react to your actions realistically. Like I don't know, I and mean, it's just like several, how there's like 
there's like jealousy and breakup dialogue in that, but it's not specific. You know, nothing nothing in this game can be specific. Yeah, God forbid. Anyways, that's off topic. Either way, it is very cool being having the option to side with the children of Adam. And I don't think they're necessarily in the right because they do want to kind of like genocide a whole town, even if the town is distrustful and xenophobic. It doesn't. Do they s- want to blow up the bomb? I believe they just flood the entire uh, far har- of har- entirety of Far Harbor with the mist oh. and kills everybody. Yeah, no, they do want to do that. Uh, in Fallout Three, do they want to blow up the megaton the bo- bomb, the atom bomb? Yeah, I don't think that Confessor Cromwell wants that. Yeah, I don't think. He oh yeah, because oh wait, no, no, it's because I remember this specifically. It's because Confessor Cromwell loves the fact that it's a live bomb that could explode at any moment and hates it when you turn it off. Yeah. He doesn't want it to explode, but he also likes that it's a live bomb. So it's like yeah, giving, giving him radiation. That's kind of good. That is good. Um, d- d- sometimes Fallout 3, in a way that 4 fails to, um, Fallout 3 will take a dumb concept and then do a therefore that I think is actually pretty cute. Yeah. Like uh, the Brotherhood's d- harvesting Garys for Pip-Boys. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's like <laughs> the Brotherhood was like, oh, it's a cheat code. Sweet. Um, I think that's really funny. That's, I didn't, like, I, I remember that, like, cor- the Gary corpses in, like, the, um, yeah. okay. in, in that room. That's super cool, actually. I, I, it's really clever. It's from yeah. the DLC, so that, that it's a reaction to uh, its own dumb lore idea. You know? <laughs> like I said, Fallout 3 seems to, its DLCs seem to care in a way that no other Bethesda Fallout product did. I'd agree with that. Um, Although I don't know how much... Uh, the alien DLC cared much. Yeah. Um, that's an entirely different thing, though. I mean, they cared. It's just very, very, very misguided. I would agree. Um, uh, you know, speaking of Christians, uh, I think one of the best NPCs in Fallout is um, I guess he's not even an NPC. One of the best Fallout characters is the uh Salem dude who has been abducted by the aliens, and he's like. You hear a recording of him in, like, the 1400s or something. Oh, shit. I... I do not know where I am, exactly, or why I came to be here. I've seen through... windows. The stars, and sun, and beloved Earth. Down there, below me. So it would seem I am aboard some... vessel, suspended in the ether. Ironically, it would seem so close to where I thought heaven must surely lie. But this is not heaven, and my captors are not angels. On the on that ship, yeah. I no, I, I, I remember collecting audio logs for like an achievement, but I do not remember the specifics of them. That would be. Let me try to find that. They're pretty good. Um, it, it's it's a dude talking in kind of old timey English, trying to describe space without the language to do so. And kind of musing on the nature of the heavens and stuff. It, it, it I, I like him a good gr- a good deal. Huh. That's very something cool. Endicott. Um, he's great. Um, hmm. the uh, you know, I think the cowboy also implies that he's Christian. That would make sense, although I don't remember exactly if he is or not. Um. um. Paulson. 
What's up? This is, is I'm just I found out his name is Paulson, which I forgot about. Um, who? Yeah, I'll, the 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 Paulson is the 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 character from Mothership Zeta, the cowboy. Oh. That's that's his name. He's from Texas, so yeah, I'll just assume. <laughs> I think Chris has the only racial slur in Fallout. Really? Um, I don't think I. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so the 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 really on the nose one for Chinese people. Oh shit! Yeah, no. Oh yeah, I didn't want to like you to say it. <laughs> yeah, you're you're also the first one that's been the able one they to say, say on the Walking right? Dead really early. Yes, you're um, the you're the first one to say a racial slur on on the podcast. I no. didn't say it. I know you didn't. I was making a joke. Yeah. Paulson. Um, Paulson has that that privilege. I said a bunch I of homophobic slurs in the last episode. Oh, good. I was uh, quoting. The Fallout Two cut content. Oh. Um, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Anywho, uh, I did forget hubologists who are Scientologists oh, yeah. because uh-huh. it was the exact year to be doing that joke. Monkey Island Two is also full of Scientology jokes. Mm-hmm. Um. And the, then they come back in Fallout new- Four, which has its own Scientology. Aren't joke the hubologists called- in Nuka World? Yeah, they're in Nuka World. Okay, I wouldn't know about that. There's ghosts in Fallout 2 and Nuka World, um, but there's ghosts in real life, so we don't really need to unpack that. We don't have time to unpack all that anyways. I think we're all in agreement. The ghosts are completely, uh, exactly real. Sure. I'll believe um, it. Fucking nuclear what religion are you? Religion, I no, we're not doing this. <laughs> I'm just playing. Um, anyway, I am one for sure. Um, I I had no idea. Uh, I, I, I <laughs> totally joking. Okay, of course, um, of course. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything to say about hubologists. Neither um, do I. I'm sure I'm forgetting religion. Well, there's um, I mean. Sulik's tribe and presumably, you know, definitely the um, Arroyo tribe um, practice ancestor worship. Oh yeah, um, that's true. I the, I think we call Sulik's tribe the Umbra tribe. Um, the restoration patch does that. I don't know if that's fan or not, but like mm-hmm. I, I'd like people having names, you know. Um, I think it's better than it not being for sure. Yeah, um, it used to just be primitive tribe. I think was oh, that's, the spot on the map. That's pretty so. insulting, actually. Yeah um, the the way that you feel so divorced from your tribal background in Fallout Two is so strange that I am sure that it was a decision kind of made late in development. Your exact place in the world because that that old woman is your mother, and none of her dialogue seems to be aware of that. <laughs> I I think probably to help acclimate you into the more like developed society of Fallout 2, you probably had to divorce yourself from that pretty quickly. So that's probably why it's not anything like it doesn't dwell on it too much. Like, because then they could just turn into like a like tribal per a, a tribal person being like introduced to like this high high technology stuff stuff like that. Like, and that could be just kind of distasteful. So I, I think probably the maybe it was just for the pit of trials. Or whatever it's called, the Cave of Trials, as like a tutorial, yeah. as a tutorial, as a tutorial. That might excuse. be why they did that. 
And then after that, it's like, okay, we got to drop all this tribal stuff, and like, you're just a person in the wasteland. I mean, it comes up. People hold it against you, but um, mm. it doesn't. The it doesn't seem to inform your character's voice at any point. Yeah, that's that's more what I mean. If, or if what your character reference. actually really knows. Right. Um. Yeah. I'm trying to think um, of any other thing that we might be forgetting. There's the Bright Brotherhood, um, who oh, believe yeah. that. Ghouls belong on the moon. That's the, where they should be. The great um, creator. Is the moon irradiated? Is that their argument? I think this is this is just more of their Eden, the escape from persecution, more than that the moon the moon is irradiated. Um, they just don't like I how th- ghouls have been treating treated otherwise, and I they think want to he go makes. There. I think he makes some argument related to radiation in space. Um. Just my... That is not the Joseph Bright I wanted. Uh, Fallout. Jason Bright, that's why. Um. Yeah. I don't know. They they believe a thing that's not right. Blue is so funny. Um, she... Mused to me that she, like, wonders if they made it to the moon. And I was like, I've never questioned that they the end of that story is, you know, about two days in, they realize they've made a tremendous mistake. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it can't be that much worse than dealing with shit, like, here, in the wasteland. I mean, I don't believe that ghouls don't eat or drink. I think that's fucking stupid. Um, that would make them, like, pretty fucking crazy. Like, that would, in terms of, like, just longevity-wise, that would be insane. I I just always felt like they would quickly die. Um, I would agree with that. I mean, oxygen is a, a fucking... I don't know. The ghouls don't need to Fire. breathe. The ghouls don't have a rep- respiratory system, of course. We know this. Yeah. Thing. They're sustained by bitterness alone. Exactly. Um. Yeah, the way that Fallout 4, and I think 76 is doubling down on it, um... Is telling you that ghouls don't need, don't have any needs because that answers how they can, like, be in a box and then jump out and scare you. Yeah, it's really dumb. It's a bit of a cop out, and we also have the the boy in the fridge quest. So I guess it's not. Yeah, it's uh, it's all to prop up the worst thing in this setting. Yes, absolutely. Um, the way that Fallout 1 is, like, there's this one group of people called ghouls who are from this very specific situation, and they've just been demoted to, you know, a skeleton with a sword. Yeah. Um. The way that feral ghouls aren't, like, this completely distinct class from ghouls until Fallout 3 is also something I appreciate. Yeah. Like... It is nice to have, like, uh, you know, ghouls that just kind of are living in a life uh, as different as it might be. I do find it somewhat of a cop-out that ghouls, like, that you can make a ghoul, like, now, after the war. Like, I find it very strange. I don't typically see a great reason to do that. The only one I can think of that I like is... It, the in the twist in New Vegas Bounties three, the first of several. Oh shit! Um, yeah, where a character has become a ghoul. Um, I actually really really appreciate it. Um, I also love that whole. There's lot. a couple levels on which it's pretty good. 
but uh, shit. That, like, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're that's like I don't buy Hancock's. Like I did as many drugs as possible, and then yeah. I, my skin rotted away. That's just so they don't have it, so that he can also so that he can tie into the synth plot instead of having an identity. Um. But he is a ghoul who fucks, so I will I will give you that Bethesda. I appreciate you. that you can fuck the ghoul in this one. Um, I'm I'm glad they weren't cowards about it. And that if nothing else, you did make him pretty fuckable. That is uh, sadly really true. I, I think he was the first one I romanced in Fallout 4. I mean, I would have um, romanced Nick Valentine, but Bethesda be cowards. I romanced Kate, and it was, like... That, that that's some of the worst writing in this in this setting. I mean, you, it's, it's you, really... went to, you went to the fix her flaws vault and, and fix yeah, her flaws just where for we you. suck all the drug addiction out of Kate with big <laughs> with big misogyny needles. God, um, to make her pure. Oh uh, my god. Yeah, we we got... <sighs> Damn it. Um, is there spiritual elements in Fallout 4 we're missing? Thinking about that. Um. There's a church in the baseball town whose name is escaping me. Really? I didn't know they had a fucking, they got a, they got a holy man? Uh. I don't. I guess I think someone it, marries the the robot yes, teacher. Yes, there's a preacher. I think it is a generic Christian church, as far as I remember. Really, that would yes, be very it is, interesting. It is right across from where Piper's newspaper is. Did you know that um, there, there's a random NPC who will call you a retad? Yes, I, for? I do. I, think, I did know that. I think that's like the only word of that caliber kind of uttered in that game. Yes, I believe. For some fucking reason, he's the Re-pad. only one. He's the only one who says it. I can say the R word. It's cool. Yeah, I'm retarded. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. Acceptable mm-hmm. for sure. But regardless, I, I'm more concerned as to why Todd decided there needed to be one person who had to say that word. Yeah, I don't. There's um, but. That that actually doesn't offend my sensibilities too terribly. Um, yeah. In I, in a game I had I had more faith with, I wouldn't care. I I um, have a a brother with a twin brother with autism, so it's it's not. I I do not look upon the word favorably personally. I feel like it's not a, a great thing. However, yeah, more, more well, I mean power... I don't either. My me has autism, uh, of course, but I also feel like you can um you can uh depict you know a negative character. If if you have built up the good faith, you know, if you've built up the trust, you can depict a character like this. Um, I would agree with you, yes. But I, yeah, I don't think it's, it's kind of funny because he, his accent is so strong that he can't say the word right. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, he's just a joke NPC who's trying to sell you a, a credit card. You know, just, just like every NPC in the game, he's just a joke NPC. Yeah, because nothing um, can ever be necessarily serious in this game. Spirituality and Fallout. There's yeah, there's really not uh, any in New Vegas. Like not like if we count like tribals are not spiritual. Great cons. They though. are, but it's their business. Yeah, great great cons though. Are they spiritual? Um, 
Hmm. Well, they're more like Genghis Khan type, like defer to the strongest type of person. But they do like definitely have like the rituals of like the 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 great beatdown, I think it's called. Like where they um like throw is, what was it called? Am I how is this news to me? Oh shit, wait. Let me let me look this up. I think uh, I have heard of it. Because remember the quest with the poet? Like the, the, the bad poet in, in in Fallout New Vegas? Vaguely. You you connect him with the followers. You can yeah. you can connect him with the followers, but I think he's uh one second. Well yeah, he's the guy at yeah, he's the great con who you send to the followers. Yeah, yeah Jerry. Jerry, that's yeah. his name. Um trying to yeah. find the all um, these raiders tend to have at least a ritual um a lot of them revere an animal or something which is a very human thing to do yes and um, um that, it's called the beatdown i believe because like as a, as like an in- initiation ritual for a great con they yeah. like the like entire town like kicks your ass and if you come out of it alive you're accepted as part of the great cons and Jerry's that's, scared of that, so he's like, can I please go literally anywhere else besides this? That's one of those old-timey behaviors that sounds like there's a huge spectrum of, like, cute to horrific that it entails, you know? Yeah. Agreed. Um, and there's stuff like, um... What's it called? Um... With the, the, the cannibals, the ultralux, I don't know if that's necessarily spirituality, but it is more cult-like, worshipping... Like the like eating the the delicacy of human meat, not necessarily yeah. spiritual, like I said, but I, I would still, argue like, it's idolic. borderline sexual. Um, yeah, although I I like did <laughs> I did buy kangaroo meat because I thought it would make me jump higher. Um, I do understand the the fucking reptile brain, you know. Meat, meat is meat. Yeah, just uh, yeah, the the raw primal satisfaction of eating a, a meat. Um, now I want to try kangaroo meat. Fuck. I mean, it's all right. Um, it's novel. I like novel. Uh, yeah, um, I, I like weird meat too. Okay. Um, <laughs> I um. Uh, what about the fiends? The fiends all have like. I their think own they just word. worship being high. That also might be true, though. Hmm. They are pretty just generic crazy. That have like their own quirks to it, like the guy who uses the the golf club and the well, girl. Well, Driver with... Nephi is a Mormon. Oh shit! Wait, yeah, that's right. That was like cut content, yeah. wasn't it? That you like could like re- reconnect with Driver Nephi's like Mormon Mormonism stuff. Um, I think that there is a ghoul NPC who will mention that he shares a background with Driver Nephi. They were both Mormon ghouls, which is very interesting. Yeah. The I... idea that that town, that, you know, that that society of, of all these societies would be completely chill with having ghouls. They, and, and also, the idea that ancient Mormons would be asked to leave is very strange. Yeah. I mean, Joshua Graham also existing as a Mormon and being re- re-accepted into Mormon society, regardless of what he did, also probably speaks to their more accepting nature. Well, I, 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 okay. What I thought, what I think happened is that they kicked him out of the legion, and he just 
found a bunch of people in a in a in a valley and was like, "Well, I'll just make my own Mormonism." I thought that he he um wasn't he a part of a Mormon society before he joined the Legion, though. I believe that is the case, and I think that they. I think that they were destroyed by the Legion, unfortunately. Oh, it, it, maybe. Might, it might even be something like they get destroyed by the Legion around the time of Honest Hearts, but yeah. th- tragically, I, I think we're given the text that these are basically the last two Mormons, um, <laughs> which is actually awesome, but I, I want uh, the, the, the Fallout New Vegas 2 in my head to also have Morgans, uh, Mormons in it. So. Yeah, I would agree. I, I... They're like talking Death Claws, I don't want them to be gone, you know. I would love a talking Deathclaw companion. Again. I want that so bad. I I don't I don't fucking care about the the counter argument. You're so fucking boring. Yeah, like if you can have like friendly yeah, yeah. friendly companion super mutants, you can have fucking friendly companion Deathclaws. Come on now. Fallout One has talking Brahmin in it, and what? it's one of my favorite. Um, that's why one of one of the random events is just a bunch of Brahmin, and they're just saying moo, but occasionally they'll say moo, I say. Oh my god. Um, they're, they're just, like, learning English uh, without apparently even observing it. I don't know if that's um, good or bad. I, I really like that as a throwaway detail. Uh, there's a lot of really good ones in, in Fallout 1 that don't that never got played with. Yeah. Um, I think um in terms of generics of general spirituality though I think we've we've pretty much covered everything. I don't think we covered the tree minders, but that's pretty simple. I I offhandedly mentioned them. That's literally I, That's pretty I, much all you get. Yeah, they they I mean, you know who Bethesda Softworks is. Uh presumably you know who Harold is. You're aware um, of He Todd. becomes a tree in that game and he has a cult. Like fill in the blanks, and there's, like, nothing outside of that. You it, can kill him and make him utter probably the worst death screen I've ever heard in a video yeah, game. Yeah, well, you can kill him, and you can kill him quickly, or you can set him on fire, which, oh, uh, yeah. I did that once, and boy. Yeah, he does, like, a death howl. It's really sad. I regret it in- immensely. So, yeah, I think we've run we've run the whole of of this this topic, I believe. And it's it's pretty far reaching, much more than I thought it would. Like, there's stuff that I didn't really like consider in in stuff like Fallout Three, like James's Christianity and like the general like like presence of Christianity in Fallout Three in general is is pretty surprising to me. Like, I didn't consider that that much. I just thought it was kind of like a hokey thing for plot reasons. And James doesn't really talk about it personally that much. I don't believe like his his own like religious aspects um yeah it's Liam weird Neeson, how it's front and center and also super like Neeson's like whole deal is to exist tell them that your mother loved this christian bible what? verse and then dies hold up what's up I've, i'm on the wiki what I, I I've never heard anything about this. Okay, renewal is a cult in Fallout Two. Its symbol is an onk, and its members wear talismans of onk. Renewal was founded by a mole rat who became sapient after an FEV dose. Oh, okay. Really? This rat settled in Gecko, named itself the Brain, and began <laughs> seeking to take over the world. Oh shit! Okay, I get it. <laughs> I yeah. didn't actually read the last little clause there. I get it. <laughs> Cute. It's pretty. That's pretty great. I fucking love Pinky and the Brain. I do too. It's really good. 
I need to get what's that dude that cat's name Phil. I don't know that that voice actor. He's delightful. Hmm. Um, that's a good note to end on. <laughs> yeah, you can find this. I had no idea this was a thing. Brain is in the game. I guess you can serve him. Fucking Fallout Two. Yeah. This is like a faction you can join. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, the Legion believe that the. Uh, oh Mars. Yeah, the Legion believe that um, Caesar is the divine son of Mars. Oh shit, that's true. I just yeah. kind of didn't really even like think about the Legion in that context, but he does explain that. It's mostly because like Caesar doesn't really, he doesn't ascribe fully to what he's saying to his own followers. I would believe so. Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't really take him at face. I don't take the Legion at face value most of the time because his, their own leader is pretty dishonest about it. I, I think that um, God, there was a this Mad Max fic I was just really into that doesn't exist anymore, but it was about um, Nux uh, at the Citadel learning, you know, coming to terms with Immortan Joe being a lie, and yeah. it dealt with the. The subculture, like the way that you keep up that surface religion, and then there's a subculture of people who understand it as a tool of control, you know? Shit. Um, that sounds like but, a really uh, good flick. A really good fic. It was extremely... It was Groundhog Day. Every time Nux died, he... I, I live, I die, I live again. Oh, shit. That's it was, cool. like, extremely good, and it doesn't exist anymore. It makes me very sad. Are you sure it doesn't exist anymore? I, it probably exists on archive.org. Um, Morsov got development, and they talked about his background as a buzzard, because he has the Russian name. <laughs> the spiky dude. It, it was just really a, a cool lore dive into that movie in a way that I didn't expect. I forgot how I meandered over here, though. Um, we meandered over here through the entrance of the Legion, and the fact oh, that yeah. Edward, the Edward Newgate didn't believe in what he was talking about. I would totally think that there's um, an understood, this is the party line that you tow is this lie about Mars, because it's a, this idea is rhetorically very useful, and that's yes. backed up by people who just believe the literality of it. And people, um, and, and considering I, the makeup of the Legion of, like, slavers and, like, really bad people, like, they'd follow somebody who embodies, like, the god of strength. Yeah, I would, I, yeah, I, I would think that um, over in their territory you could find, like, churches of Mars and stuff where oh, some, that'd be, some... That'd be cool, actually. They probably have full-on ritual to oh, us. Oh, for sure. But, like, I, I would think that this would be the thing that would keep them together after Caesar died if they were to do that would be this um would be this idea even if it's understood as a, a philosophy by you know a significant amount of them seeking the son of Mar the, the true son of mars kind of like the second like jesus or it just serving strength and respecting might makes right and boiling it down like all of these um like true you know, like true works there's this recurring thing in Fallout where someone makes a faction and then dies and then it, it goes against all of their wishes. Um, so, I don't know. I think we're given the text that it, the Legion falls apart if he dies anyway. But um, Yeah, definitely. In Tactics, there's a, uh, uh, a raider cult who worship technology. Some yada yada. There's a bunch of, like, oh, they have, like, eight gods. One of them is called, okay, hold yeah. on. 
Uh-huh. Okay. The Reaver movement reveres many gods called tech gods, uh, like the the electron, uh, the electric father of creation. Uh, his capitants, holy ohm, capacitance, holy ohm. Okay, but then they get down to Panasonica, Saint Sony, and Satansoft. What? Panasonica, Saint Sony, and Satansoft. Oh, fuck. Fuck off. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Saint Sony and Satansoft are pretty fucking good, man. I'm in hell. This is oh, terrible. <sighs> Why even God. this? Um, oh, we did fucking joke about Squaresoft, because yes. I guess they were a rival publisher. It was That's one of those dumb. famous dig- famous digs at Squaresoft. Dude, 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 from fucking, you know, Mainstay Interplay. Christ. Or Troika, or whatever the fuck. I think it was Interplay at that time. Who knows how, there's, that company is ten companies, I don't know how all that works. Um. I should sit down and learn that history someday of what all those names mean. Uh, oh yeah, and the Church of the Lost, uh, it's a ghoul religion in, okay, Los Alamos, it's not just called Los, and that's a really cool idea. This is from Brotherhood of Steel. Yeah. Uh, they're ghouls, and their leader has his intestines out, and like wears a cool hoodie. Oh, his shit. name is Blake. Um, he's kind of my favorite thing from this game. Um, but that I don't. They protect the secret vault. What's the secret vault? If you'll forgive me, I'm, I it's don't a... know all this Brotherhood of Steel lore off the top of my head. I know all the Brotherhood of Steel heads are fucking, you know, yelling. Mm. Oh, they were guarding Vault Tech's private vault for some reason. We should unpack this another time. There's a fucking lot here. Yeah, actually. I would agree with that. And I kind of like what I see. This might be worth unpacking. Um. Anyway, yeah, that's probably... Uh, we I, covered I, I, a, a wide berth here. Yeah, I feel like I dropped a couple talking points around Christianity and Adam. Um, but... Ugh, this was as dense as I wanted it to be, um, if not as entertaining. <laughs> um, uh, I guess I'm still calling this cap for your thoughts. Do you have a, uh, just a, a little lore tidbit? Um, Fallout specific? Uh, I, I think I want to keep it Fallout specific. Yeah, that would make when sense. The game's not Fallout. Uh, but I'm not sure. Lore tidbit, lore tidbit. I think if the game is uh, Madison, Fallout, we should keep it Fallout. Madison Lee serves of no real importance in Fallout 4, despite her insistence in Fallout 3 that she's going to the Commonwealth to do something with the Institute. Oh, does she say that in Fallout 3? Not necessarily that she's going to like change the world or whatever, but she is going. She did say that she's going to the Institute in Fallout 3. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that was, that was okay, a, I thought that was just a random pull from Fallout 4. A lot of this kind of lore, I feel like, is stuff I learned and forgot because it's not interesting. Not but, um, to remember about Madison Lee, thankfully. The well, then the idea that they had that teed up for them, and then they couldn't give a satisfying answer for like them having one surface member. Also, like the railroad and androids in general were like a thing in Fallout Three and Rivet City. We knew that. 
Wait, like, the railroad was a thing in Fallout 3? Oh shit, you didn't know that. Yeah, I the, the did railroad, not know that. The, the android, you know Harkness? The android in Rivet City that you get like his plasma gun from? Yeah, I do. The One of the options in the quest is either to give it to Zimmer, who is like a part of the institute who came to Rivet City to like help out with Rivet City. And then they're a member of the railroad contacts you on Rivet City to give them give them the chip to like harbor the android and like give it a new life instead. So you can like deliver I, it to the wow. android. That makes the faction in Fallout Four feel a lot more forgivable in concept, I guess. Yeah. They do. I, I kinda thought that concept. was just a, a wild ass pull. Um, <laughs> no, that, the, uh, compared to everything else in Fallout 4, those two things were set up fairly well, actually. Yeah, the way I, that all feels like setting up a sequel, and then I feel like it fails to do that in a satisfying way. Well, I mean, also Fallout 3 and Fallout 4 were a very long time apart from each other, so... Yeah, they were kind of doing a thing at the time, I think, where they would throw out wild details um, with the intent of elaborating, of, of just figuring it out later. Um, yeah. Like, um, I mean, like, they established Fallout 76 and Fallout 3. Yeah. Um, in, in Broken Steel, actually, while they're fixing other things. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well, I, I think that about does it. Uh, no. I appreciate you coming on again. Of course. You can't find me anywhere, although I do have a Tumblr, but I'm not telling you the name of it. Yeah, and I won't tell you what it is either. Good night. Good night. If you're passionate about Fallout or another RPG and you'd like to talk about it on the show, shoot me an email at looksbadtodd at gmail.com. If you enjoy the show and you'd like to see it continue and improve, and if you'd like to see more shows from me, uh, please consider donating at Patreon or Ko-Fi at LoreQuest, or on Cash App or Venmo at SwordQuest. If you can spare $3, that's awesome. I make mashup witch pop music at SoundCloud.com slash SwordQuest. It'd mean a lot to me if you checked it out. The podcast theme is Monsters Nearby by High on Case. You can find more of their music at Case.dog.